0: Obviously, the dating world is a very scary place, especially with online dating. And you can take as many precautions as possible, which I definitely do. I am the FBI. (laughs) Hello, this is Alicia. This is Savannah. And you're listening to Do It For The Podcast. Episode number 13. Before we jump into our catch-up and our topic today, we wanted to provide a little trigger warning for everyone out there. So today we are going to be talking about a couple of serious topics, specifically attacks on women, sexual and physical. We went to a self-defense class, so we're just going to be chatting through our experience, why we think it's important So, if you need to tune out today, we completely understand,
1: and we hope you tune in next week. Definitely. Thank you for adding that. So, with that, how was your weekend? How was everything? Tell me everything about your life. What's going on? Honestly, my updates are always lame. Everyone's probably like, I can't wait to hear Savannah's. But,
0: (laughs) honestly, I didn't do much. I worked, but I did go to Malibu, which was really fun. Um, I had a wedding up there, so I went a day early, and... Okay, so I tried Airwan. Have you heard of Airwan? No, I have not. Airwan is a thing that, okay, so my events and marketing coordinator, she's a younger girly. She keeps me young. She tells me <laughs> what trends. she was saying things this weekend. I
1: had no idea what they meant. Oh, it was gosh. hilarious. Yeah.
0: She kept telling me, don't worry, you're going to be so cool. You're going to be so cool.
1: LOL. <laughs> yeah. I have a little sister, so I get that. Who's 22? So She's 22. Okay. Yeah. Same she kept thing. saying, You're going to be Z. so
0: cool. You're going to know all the lingo. I was just packing up. Oh, my gosh. But so, yeah, she, Erwan is essentially like a Whole Foods, but for very rich people, richer than Whole Foods people. I think oh, Whole wow. Foods people yeah, are rich that's people. that's like next tax bracket status. It's next level. So yeah. they have one in Calabasas and we were in Malibu. So she had mentioned it. She wanted to try it. And I had heard about the Air one smoothies. So they went viral and, you know, there's like a Haley Bieber smoothie and all oh. these things. So we went to try it and I felt so lost and confused the entire time we were there. But <laughs> it was good. I definitely wouldn't go back or I wouldn't go out of my way to go back. We got two breakfast burritos and two coffees, regular coffees and, you know, not regular, a latte, two lattes and two breakfast burritos. Mm -hmm. And it was $60.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't even fathom spending that much money on breakfast. Again,
0: this is not a restaurant, you know, not like you're being served. Over-the-counter breakfast burritos, they were like $16 each. And then our coffees were, I think, $12 each for regular lattes with Maple syrup in it or something. Were they big burritos too? They were regular size. They weren't super duper oh. big. Um mm-hmm. And her coffee was an eight ounce coffee. That is so small. And for how much? Sixty dollars. Damn. It was wild, That's but Malibu it was for an you. experience. And they had all these crazy smoothies that had one said something beef organs heart. Like, excuse me. Yes, I have. <laughs> I cannot this is the most exciting update I have because <laughs> it was wild. I was at Erewhon and I was sending pictures to my friends. So it's called Dr. Paul Paul's raw animal-based smoothie. The ingredients are organic raw farms kefir milk, heart and soil beef organs, heart and soil immuno milk, which is colostrum, honey, blueberries, banana, something I can't say, coconut cream, sea salt, and maple. Wow.
1: Wait, all of that? And then you have- like maple and stuff in there. It's a $19 smoothie. That sounds like colostrum and heart and soil beef organs. I've never heard of anything like that before. I wonder who is ordering that out there.
0: I don't know, but it was wild.
1: I think so. That sounds like a cultural experience going to this place.
0: We were cracking up. So my coffee didn't have that much ice in it, so we went outside
1: to eat or whatever. This was before the wedding. I thought you were gonna say they charged you more for like extra ice or something.
0: She made a joke that they did because I asked her to go in to get me ice, right? She comes back, she goes, it was six ninety nine and it was just a <laughs> cup of ice and she goes, they said it was crushed by a polar bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is glacier water literally from the Antarctica. <laughs> the Antarctica I was cracking
0: up but oh my gosh that was the highlight of my week so exciting obviously the wedding as well was beautiful and lovely and everything was great but yeah it was absolutely hilarious so if anyone's ever been to Erwan, you do you but not for me yeah there was a bone broth section where it, I literally was like, are we in a science lab right now? (laughs) It looked so crazy. It was glass bottles with beef broth floating around. The way that they did it didn't even look visually appealing. Interesting. But this is the rich of the rich grocery stores and everything's, you know, super healthy. But anywho that was my update <laughs> i'm not going back but i did want to try the hailey bieber smoothie but i had already gotten coffee and a burrito and we had to leave so i i was kind of full
1: you're like even though this is a business expense i cannot like i know it
0: yeah. was a write-off but
1: yeah my well. friends
0: laugh at me because i was like it's a write-off <laughs> from
1: the write-off people from that's for it the write-off, paid off people. It. Mm-hmm, the write-off oh people paid
0: for my air one and it was it was an experience. So fun. Yeah.
1: I had, um, I did have a wedding this past week. I had a Friday the 13th wedding, actually. And Ooh. it was actually pretty fun. It Nothing went like, you know, wrong or anything. So that was a blessing. And I went to the opening day for the Kings game, which is hockey. Um, I say that because there's other... Teams that are yes, called I am Kings. aware mm-hmm. um, for those of <laughs> you. And then so that was really fun. Nolan, and I went he got me a jersey this past year for our anniversary. So I got to wear it for the first time, which was really cool. It was My first ever jersey that I've ever Aww. had. So it was fun to wear that. Uh, we did lose, but it was still fun. Um, the Niners but, lost this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. PSA. I only yeah, watched football fine. for this for Miss Swift. Oh my gosh, goodbye. And speaking of her, my aunt and I went to the Taylor Swift movie this weekend, which was actually so much fun. Okay, what is that about? Because it's
0: just the concert. It's the concert and movie now. So everyone was tripping about the concert and now it's the concert and
1: movie? It's just a movie of the concert, essentially, yeah. Is it behind the scenes documentary? No, no it's not a documentary yet. I'm sure there will be eventually, but it's mainly just I think for people that didn't go to the concert. <laughs> it's kind of like that vibe.
0: However, I feel that everybody I seen go to the concert is also seeing this movie. Yeah. Okay, I was so confused on what this movie was because I've been seeing some things here and there on people's Instagrams and TikToks, and I was thinking it was a behind the scenes, kind of like Beyonce did of the Super Bowl. Uh huh. I am interested in that. The training, the learning, the dances. I'm interested in that too. But you're telling me they're just watching what they already saw. Yes, okay. correct. Okay, Yeah, okay.
1: but it was a full on, like everyone was singing and dancing. Some people got up and fun. like danced. And it it was really fun. And honestly, I just love Taylor Swift so much that I was like anything Taylor Swift related, like I'm down to support her. But my aunt was the one that went to the concert with me, and so she just came in town this weekend from Washington. So she came with me, and we just had a great time. We got there early, got popcorn, got an icy, did like a photo booth. It was just, it was just fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was a good time. But well, that's amazing. I think that's oh, and then today. So today was a busy day. We did our self defense class, and then we did our photo shoot giveaway. Yes, we did. So I don't, like a couple, I think that was episode 10 10? or 11 or something. We did a giveaway, so we got to fulfill that today. It was so fun. I love shooting in the studio. It is so beautiful.
0: And the photos are going to be so good. So Miranda was our winner. She owns Mash Me Over, which she's an esthetician and she's based in Newport Beach and absolutely love going to her for facials. I had never... I'm not a facial person or massage person or whatever, but I tried my first facial not too long ago, maybe, maybe last year at this place in San Clemente and it was nice, but I didn't really feel that, I don't know, it was nice, like, I was like, okay, cool, that was nice, but when I went to Miranda, she really answered questions and talked about my skin and... Did a lot more than just, I feel, like, me being relaxed. Yeah. I was also very relaxed, and I got this amazing... She has this head massager thing that's Ooh, insane. Love that. I need to purchase it, <laughs> but... I literally go there just for that now. But yeah, so, but overall, I feel that she really is like so knowledgeable, which I love because there's some things with my skin that I really want to focus on. So I'm going to be doing like a no peel peel with her soon. And she has a fall facial pumpkin fall facial that is like all aromas of like pumpkin and stuff. So... Yeah, go I check her out, that. and she's going to be having new photos soon yes. by the one and only
1: Savannah. At the Amazing Coastal Collective. Ooh-hoo. So many, <laughs> so many shadows. Today. I don't know, y'all like just <laughs>
0: hyping up, oh shoot, I <laughs> just, just
1: dropped my phone,
0: um, oh, man. hyping up everyone. But I forgot to mention that, I don't even know if this was since our last episode or not, but... I also worked Taste of Laguna, Mm, mm -hmm. which actually ties into our topic because, so I'm an ambassador for the chamber and we held Taste of Laguna. So I helped um, volunteer and work the event and there was a silent auction. And I love looking at silent auctions. I feel that sometimes the items are so random. Mm -hmm. It just cracks me up. There were so many good items, but I seen the Laguna Beach Doho self-defense class and it said up to six can come. And I've always wanted to take one. I just, I don't know, you forget, you get busy, you don't get around to things. So it being on the auction list and I was, no one had really bid on it quite yet. So I'm just like, oh, I'll just bid. And you know, if I get it, I get it, cool. And I didn't a hundred percent think about it for the podcast at that moment. Cause I really, really did want to do a self-defense class. But then as soon as I thought about it more and then when I like won the auction, I just light bulb. I was like, Savannah and I can do this and it can be perfect topic and we get the experience and kind of chat about it. So that's kind of where this whole, I think, topic and taking the class came from is the auction.
1: Yeah. And honestly, when you text me that, I got so excited because it has also always been on my radar as yeah. something to do. And I've signed up for free trials and stuff in the past, but never actually went to them. Mm. Just life gets in the way, you know? Yeah. So when you texted that, I got so excited. And I, same thing, thought that this could be such a great, informative episode too, because I think it's just a really important thing to talk about as women in society so I was I was super stoked
0: yeah I know when I texted you I feel like you were immediate yes which I loved because I also think that it wasn't just a yes obviously I'll do it but you were super excited Mm -hmm. and you said you've been wanting to do it so uh, I essentially got to bring five other people so it was six including me so you were obviously a yes Mm -hmm. and then I have a group of uh, planner friends that we always are in like a DM together. We try to do meetups and whatnot. And we planned it pretty quickly because I won. And then I, you know, is that the right word? I won the bid. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I'm like, I still paid, but, <laughs> but I won. <laughs> but you won. Um, yeah. So I invited them and they were all available, which is insane because trying to schedule five other people in Mm -hmm. the wedding industry. So six of us total having the same time and day free is so rare. Yeah, And I just booked it. I I checked with your schedule, but then I just booked it. And then I was like, oh, I'll find four others. And they all happened to be free, which was amazing. So it was literally me, Savannah, and then
1: um, four other wedding planners. Yeah. And I think stuff like that always is... When the universe all comes together like that, it makes me wonder, like, we were all there for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, you never know, especially with all of us being in the wedding industry, and a lot of times, you know, we're at venues late, we have to walk back to our cars in the dark, like, as a photographer, I have to bring my expensive equipment with me, you know, to places, so, I don't know, I think it's just important, especially for wedding vendors and everything like that for all of us to be together. Like, I think it's important and we learn so much
0: for sure. And that was definitely something one of the other planners had mentioned just about how being specifically a planner, you're the last one to leave Mm the, the, Venue. So you have to stay until every single guest leaves, and you are there with security and a venue coordinator. So usually there's like three people there at the end of the night, and you're one of them. And then you all need to like leave and walk to your car. Mm -hmm. And I recently actually had an experience where I was at a venue in Orange, and same thing you know, you leave and you walk to your car, and there is a security guard, but You have to ask them to walk you to your car if you want them to. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. You're exhausted. You've been there 10 plus hours. And, you know, sometimes I'm just really trying to leave. And there was a time um, earlier this year where I was walking to my car and it's literally across the street. The parking lot is across the street from the venue. And I'm walking with my little rolly bag and my wagon. And just I was the only car in the parking lot because, again, it's midnight. Mm hmm. And I'm like open my trunk and I'm loading my car and this guy comes up on a bike and I immediately turn around because I heard something and I look him dead in the face and I just like give him the meanest look. And he goes, do you have any money? What? Yeah. Like he asked me for money and I was like, no, sorry, I don't have anything. Like super, super just short to the point, still packing my stuff. I had like an easel like a a metal easel mm-hmm. Not that I I mean that was like the only weapon yeah. that I had near me but he he didn't seem like aggressive or anything but again I'm in the parking lot I'm alone the security didn't walk me to my car the venue was across the street so no one could see me and um he was on his bike just like rolling by asking so that is a pure exa- like exact example of what we're talking about being the planner and leaving and I think I need to get better at asking to be walked to my car because mm-hmm. I don't like to ask for things and I don't like to bother people and I am the type of person to just think I'll be fine and it's okay and it's not that far it's just across the street or whatever right. but you never know and at the end of the day if the security guard is there and available you might as well ask them to take you but that was a little side story that I just remembered
1: and that's <laughs> such a like thing that I feel like women do is we don't want to put other people we don't want to burden them mm-hmm. with our Safety, which I think we need to kick that habit in the butt. Like so it, true. It's there's literally nothing wrong with asking for you know help or someone to walk you to your car and stuff like that. Because if at the end of the day, it's like you know it's makes a big happen, difference. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. You don't want to risk it. It's just like not really worth it. Yeah. Well,
0: learn my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to be walking to yeah, getting at, or ask people to walk me to my car.
1: Do sure. it. I would walk you to your car if we worked together. Thank you.
0: <laughs> another another kind of topic that came up about why it's important which definitely pertains to you a ton would be solo travel. Mm-hmm. You, we've talked about that in the travel episode, but um you know you travel a lot alone and being in, you know, Airbnb's and B&Bs mm-hmm. and hotels and just walking around new places, kind of those tips of how to keep yourself safe is huge. And I think one thing that pertains to me a lot is just Obviously, the dating world is a very scary place, especially with online dating. And you can take as many precautions as possible, which I definitely do. I am... The FBI. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not really. I wish I was, but I do my best to do my due diligence and you know check people's social medias and go to public places. And there's all these tips that you can have, and maybe that will be a different episode. But there's all these things that you can do to try to keep yourself safe. But at the end of the day, you never really know someone until you know them, and Mm. even dating them for months or knowing them for a really long time doesn't mean you know. And they can switch up on you, obviously. Yeah. So I think for me, that's something that I try to be really aware about going on dates, even when you are in public, like walking back to your car or... So I think that knowing these self-defense techniques and everything will be really great to take away into our personal lives and professional lives and everyday things. Literally every every day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Every second of every day. Every second of every day. (laughs) Yeah. This is called being a woman. Unfortunately, yes. I know. Especially with like the soul travel and stuff too, just being alone and traveling in places that i'm not familiar with so unfortunately like you do have to look at your phone a lot and Mm -hmm. look at directions a lot and i think that was something that he brought up during the class Mm -hmm. is that was the biggest tip i feel like is kind of exactly how you said with the bicycle guy is making eye eye contact and not being on your phone walking to your car being super vigilant of your surroundings and i was actually like that was something that i asked him i'm like I feel like sometimes making eye contact makes you stand out, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like that could kind of like make people even more inclined to like interact yeah. with you. And he's like, "No, that's not true." I'm and I'm literally like, "Okay, like, fair." Savannah, don't give them
0: sexy eyes. No. <laughs> Just literally look mean. Because yeah. I'm really big on eye contact, and I used to travel a lot for work um, before I owned my own business. And I used to have to walk in specifically Chicago, DC, all of these cities. And I would stay at a hotel and I would walk to wherever we were going. And so I was always walking alone. And so what I used to do before I left the hotel room was memorize my map. And I would do that by knowing, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go left. When I see the McDonald's, I'm going to make a right. When I see Mm. the this, I'm going to make a left. And that's how I would get places. So then I wasn't on my phone the whole time walking. And that sounds super crazy and so intense to have to do but at the end of the day I came out and I looked like a local when I was walking around right I looked like I knew where I was going I was looking up I was looking at people in the eyes like I wasn't confused I wasn't lost and that's just that confidence I think deters people Mm -hmm. because they're not going to want to attack someone that knows what the fuck is going on yeah and also (laughs)
1: like being able to identify people yes Like People don't want to attack you if they know what you look like in case you potentially get away, you know, and you can report them. Mm -hmm. And something we didn't talk about, which I already kind of know the answer to this, but we didn't really talk to him about um, like listening to music and stuff like people with headphones and stuff in, walking
0: around. I feel like that's definitely a
1: given. Yeah, but people do that all the time. All the time. And like, I'm not somebody, I never have my headphones in when I'm just like walking around. That's just like, I like to be able to hear everything in case, you know, something were to happen. Um, But again, going back to the eye contact thing, he did say, don't like glare at somebody and stuff like that. It's just like a quick eye contact, just making sure that like, you're both aware of each other. Yeah, that they they know you saw them. Yeah, it kind of brought me back to this other situation a couple months ago. And where I actually, I did glare at somebody and it really bit me in the butt. So I was walking out of the mall and I was walking to my car and I hear this car like screeching in the parking lot and they come like whipping around the corner and I'm crossing like a street area. And so as they're coming towards me, I like glare at them. I couldn't really see their faces, but I glared at their car so I I can be like, hey, like don't hit me, I'm in the middle of the street. So I glared at them. And then kept walking to my car and they go into the other lane and they start yelling in very obscene profanities at me saying like, F you, Biatch, I'm going to effing kill you. What? All of this stuff. I'm like getting my like hearts racing. I I actually forgot about this until just now. You never told me this. And so I was almost in my car and I was like, you know what? Even though like I can't see their car anymore, I don't want them to know which car is mine. So I just went, I turned around and walked back into the mall because I was like, I... just in case like they come back around I don't want anything to happen to me Mm -hmm. you know so that was intense and on my way back to the mall I actually ran into somebody that worked there let them know the situation they said that they were going to call security and then my mom works at the mall so i actually she told them about the situation they ended up calling me and i gave like a report but they actually told me next time to call the police so i just didn't really think about it in that moment i didn't know what to do so i waited like a couple minutes and then i walked back to my car and left but i was like shaken up on the way home i was like that was scary somebody threatening me like that even if it was like, I don't know how serious it was, but I don't think these people, they didn't really sound like they were in the right minds. I don't know. It was just really yeah, scary. But it's very scary. You anyway. definitely never share that with me. Yeah. Fun fact about me. So don't <laughs> glare at people, but... Just make the eye contact for sure. The, point,
0: the point is the eye contact and that, yeah. you know, you, they know that you saw them um, and then having the confidence and just being aware of your surroundings. But that was something we were going to dive into um, once we kind of, because he had great recommendations and we'll talk about a few more of those, but... We also wanted to just talk about our experience with the class. Mm -hmm. So just in general, because for me and for both of us, it was our first time doing a self-defense class and they all I'm sure are very, very different. You know, I have never done one. So I absolutely loved this class. Loved it so much. Loved it so much and, and was so excited to go and was so excited leaving and was so excited there. And so... I think maybe we'll just run through a little bit about like how the class went and Mm -hmm. what it was like. So firstly, we got there. Half the girlies were late. I just
1: (laughs) (laughs) had to sign a waiver. Yes. Oh my gosh. stretching.
0: (laughs) So the waiver though, I think it's great to start off with that because not that I wasn't expecting to sign a waiver, but it just goes to show that you know what you're doing you really are using your body and you're mm-hmm. putting a lot of force into these movements and i have a slight hip flexor strain which i haven't felt in a couple weeks when we were doing the sidekicks i was like oh i can't do that yeah but yeah so the waiver was huge it was just so funny because it's like parent signature <laughs> and i kept being like am i the
1: parent also it was like age we're like hmm?
0: what how, how old, are old me? am i um so yeah you have to sign a waiver, which. Obviously, it's just for injuries and everything. Yeah. And then we kind of got a little pep talk about what we were going to get into. And they he asked if we had any injuries because if you do, you don't want to do certain movements. So for me, I kind of didn't really do a lot of like sidekicks on my right side. Um, and then one thing that he also did was definitely mentioned about the class some of the maneuvers that you learn are specific scenarios and they get really in depth you know grabbing from behind choking and all of these different ways that you can be attacked so if you have been in that situation before it can be really triggering and mm-hmm. so he definitely told us to make sure that if there were anything were any triggers or anything that we um you know speak up or make sure that we are comfortable enough to be there.
1: Yeah. And if we're going into these self defense classes, because something had happened to you or anything. Mm -hmm. And if you have an instructor that doesn't right away say that, I think it's definitely important to have that conversation and be your own advocate. Because even if you are in a position, you know, or have been in a position, and that's why you're in that self defense class, it's still important to take care of yourself and your mental health and Just make sure that you and your instructor are on the same page.
0: For sure. And he did say that he doesn't need to know any detail Mm -hmm. at all. It's just more so for those triggers to make sure that they don't come up in the class. So um, I thought that was really great that he mentioned that. And
1: we all, you know, we
0: all were able to reflect and yeah
1: he made me feel so comfortable the whole time. Like I really liked the way that he went about everything and explained things. And obviously like we were all women there and pretty much there for self-defense against men. But he was very like, he had a really great energy and everything, which I felt was really important because you don't want to go into this type of class with someone that's got like a, masculine ego or you know anything weird like that but everything was like really he was very kind and for sure yeah and he was a pretty tall
0: like oh big he was very guy. tall yeah and so all of us next to him <laughs> were pretty small and we all were fairly I mean I feel like we're all very like yeah we're short. all like five <laughs> four and under yeah I think, I think yeah we're all pretty small people in general so you know, when he went through things, he definitely explained, you know, usually your attacker is bigger. So if it's like this or if it's like that or if they're, you know, depending on how tall they are, or how big they are, over mm-hmm. 200 pounds, like all the different scenarios that there could be. And then you being, you know, that much smaller than them, how important it is to use your full body because yeah. that is all the power you have. You're not just, you know, if you throw a kick or something you need to use your hips your legs like you need to use everything for it because mm-hmm. if you try to go strength for strength you're immediately not going to overpower that person yeah and that's definitely something i always think about because i am short. have <laughs> so yeah. i'm always just you know when it comes to strength i i i feel strong and i think i'm strong and i feel like i have so much power but at the end of the day against someone who actually is just heavier and bigger and, you know, I'm not going to be stronger than them.
1: He was even saying that there was someone that he was sparring with and our instructor was like, I think he said he was like 205 pounds Mm -hmm. and he was up against someone that was 145 and the guy that was 145 got him into a position that our instructor could not get out of. So it really, it obviously weight and stuff does come into play, but if you know how to use your body, then you can use that to your advantage and also being women he even said there's a lot of women that do this and they are unsuspecting and but that doesn't mean anything just because we are small we could if we know how to hit with a certain part Mm -hmm. and it really like he broke it down and use like you know Everything that we learned that we could definitely kick some ass if we if yeah. we needed to. I learned I loved the structure too of how we kind of started with
0: um, we went from you know kicks to like our hits, our palms, and then our elbows because. Mm-hmm. The that also has a lot to do with the proximity of your attacker. Mm -hmm. So he kind of explained, you know, if someone, the farthest distance, your leg is the longest piece on you, so you can kick them. But then if they're closer to you, then you go, you know, you're using your palms and then, um, or like the, I guess the ball of your hand or whatever that is. And then, um, you know, if they're super close, then you kind of, you go back to your elbows. And so it depends on where that person attacks you from. And then another thing we talked about a lot, which we all kept being like, Is practicing on both sides because you can't stop an attacker and say, hold on, hold on, let me get on my (laughs) right side. Let me get on my
1: good side, my strong side. Yeah, let me
0: get on my strong side really quickly and, you know, hit you from this way. But yeah, and for me, I, my left side is so much weaker than my right. Like, I think more than the average person. I think that is definitely a thing. Watching those videos of you, I could definitely see that. Oh, it's absolutely (laughs) horrible. And... When we used to train with Grant, he used to tell me the same thing. He yeah. would be like, Oh, your left side, girl. Mm-hmm. And so when even when I did my hits, I feel the instructor kept saying, Oh wow, you're powerful. I don't know if that was because I'm small or what but <laughs> when I do my right and then I would do my left and he's like, Oh yeah, your right's way better. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, I know.
1: I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's because of the way that I train or like holding cameras or something, but I definitely feel like my left side, it is weaker, but I feel like if you more balanced Yeah, I don't know. It's not even the best. I feel like less balanced on my left side. But the strength is still there if I, once I get my, like my equilibrium down, Yeah, like it just kind of feels awkward, but I still feel like I have like the oomph, Yeah. but I think hitting the dummy was definitely one of my favorite parts. Oh
0: my gosh. We have a video we're going to share. So we were doing kicks on the dummy and his name was Bob, by the way. Oh, we named him? Yeah. They kept saying Bob. Oh, okay. So one of your, one of the girls kept saying my boyfriend. I I said my boyfriend (laughs) once and then the other girl was like my boyfriend. I said, first of all, you have a real boyfriend. So let's not take my one boyfriend. Um so yeah they kept saying bob but we were doing kicks on the dummy and we our goal was to try to knock him over and it was really really hard and we kept saying okay how much i think they asked how much he weighed right and he said 250 mm-hmm. Um, but all the weight was kind of in the bottom of the dummy. But our goal was to try to kick him over. And we all were watching each other do it one by one. And the first time around, nobody did it. And then Savannah went and did it again. And I, I literally knew Savannah could do it. <laughs> and I literally yell in the video, Savannah, you can do it. <laughs> and then she did it. I did I can do it. And then we all scream and yes. clap.
1: <laughs> I loved that part of the video. Just like the support was fantastic. The
0: support was yeah. so sweet. We were just like yes. I think my competitive
1: it. side came out a little bit because I was the first one to go in the group to hit, try to hit the dummy over, mm-hmm. and then everyone filtered through. And then he's like, "Does anyone else want to try again?" I'm like, "I want to try again." Yeah. Now I'm like, "I got to prove something." And so I, I was just I put happy. My full I, body I moved him pretty well. He, you almost got him over. I yeah, I yeah. was pretty glad. Because he teetered.
0: He teetered. Hey, a teeter can help me get away. That's true. It's ca- yeah. <laughs> You just want to get them off balance. Yeah.
1: That's all you need to do. And a lot of the moves that we were doing were kind of like two-part moves. And mm-hmm. he basically said the first one is never really to do the most damage. is to, like, stun them mm-hmm. so that you can either... Make another move, or run away, or do whatever you need to do. Yeah, Um, the hitting was
0: my favorite. Yeah, hitting the bag, the palm. Oh my gosh, I was getting so much anger. No, (laughs) the the, elbows was hard. The elbows was hard. That wasn't my favorite. The hitting the bag with a palm. It makes me want to do boxing because Uh I thought I was doing great. I was, you know,
1: Mayweather up in there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, but really, I was <laughs> doing great. I felt like I was doing great. Yeah, I feel
1: like I need to work on my wrist strength. Because it mm. does it is kinda taxing to do that. Maybe because I got weak wrists, but mm. I've always had a kind of weak wrist. So I gotta work. Well then on if my... we
0: ever hang out, you kick, I
1: hit. Oh good. Look good. at that. Oh my gosh. Kind of attack. <laughs> the whole time you just coming up kept coming up to me. You're like, I'm just gonna be hanging out with you for the rest of my life. <laughs> you're
0: like, <"If> Literally, you're... <laughs> I'm safe with Savannah. It is all good. <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you, girl. I know. I feel so safe. Also, we haven't said the name of it. It's Laguna Beach Doho. Is where we went. Uh, is it doho or dojo? Is it? Oh
1: shoot, dojo. <laughs> Not
0: me saying doho. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I we remember walking up,
1: him. Oh yeah, because it's spelled D O J O, so it could be. <laughs> I just like kept thinking dojo. of the Mojo Jojo uh, I... or the the Barbie movie. Wait, the why Mojo am I Jojo so, house?
0: That is so funny of me to, to just assume it's doho. I've been telling everyone it's doho. Oh, but, but it's probably jo- dojo. You're totally right. Yeah, you're.
1: <laughs> that's okay I and the instructor a, his name was jeff I need right a moment was it jeff i don't remember oh. oh i feel bad okay we'll look it up but he was fantastic
0: yeah. he was fantastic he's the owner as yeah. well yeah um that's so funny dojo doho I, I don't know we will we will come back we and will come back and clarify. clarify but overall i think experience wise was absolutely amazing and we actually want to go back mm-hmm.
1: yeah they do uh, it's like a six week or a six class course and i hope we can get some people to do it with this because i would love it
0: yeah, yeah i think it would be really fun i think the favorite my favorite part about it is he said at the end the very last class is the red man
1: yeah is where someone has a bunch of padding and stuff yes and he said that they don't physically like attack like or they're not like you're not sparring with them, but they restrain you. Mm-hmm. And there's no safe word. No safe word. You literally have to get out. Yeah. You and, go until you get out. And he said that there is a barrier that said they set up with a small opening and you have to escape through that opening. Mm-hmm. That scares the crap out of me. You said that's the most fun part that you're thinking of. I'm like, that's so terrifying. <laughs> okay. That's some people's worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It sounds terrifying for sure. But I think that I'm all about a realistic scenario and i think that that sounds like the most realistic situation you can be in without being in it and so that to me fun was the wrong word that to me seems yeah intriguing and like very helpful yeah if you're able to do that and because we were talking about how you know in real life when you're giving all of your energy you you need to keep giving all of your energy mm-hmm. until you escape. And so that's pretty much that scenario of you're doing all you can and eventually you're going to get tired. But yeah. are you going to get tired and stop or are you going to get tired until you get out? Yeah, There's no
1: safe word in real life. So exactly.
0: So yeah. I think that that I I like that there's no safe word and I like that he's trying to make it like a real life situation. Because right. I think that if you had a safe word, you would
1: have that in the back of your mind of. I can fall back on that safe word. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that proves how like confident he must be in these classes. Because after six classes, if you could get yourself out of that situation, then that's huge. And if you think about it, six classes is really not that much. Like people do their whole lives doing like martial arts and things like that. So if you can accomplish that in six lessons, then that's a pretty major you know, for sure. Do.
0: It's, I think that's amazing. And we definitely, if anybody is in Orange County, wants to go with us. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let us know. And it was a great workout. Oh my gosh. Like, I was sweating. <laughs> I had my watch on. I burned
0: like 400 calories. Yeah. It was lovely.
1: <laughs> it was a great workout. <laughs> there was one part and he asked us at one point. Um, so a few of the scenarios that we went through, what the first one was what happens when your attacker comes up behind you and like bear hugs you, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the most realistic Um, scenario that we could put ourselves in because most likely our attacker is going to come from behind and be like an unsuspecting Mm -hmm. you know thing so we did a couple walkthroughs with that and how to best like you know what to do in that situation and he basically said stomp their foot first mm-hmm. and then you do like this crazy maneuver get yourself in a wide stance jab them with your elbow and then roundhouse kick him in the back and then run away if you can yeah <laughs> but that was really fun i liked that part it was and i think it's funny or well, not funny but the stomping
0: the foot what none of us guessed that Mm-mm. because he kind of asked okay if this was a scenario someone came up behind you xyz pinned and your arms pinned your arms down yeah you know, what would you do? And I think a lot of the girls said kick backwards or Uh, like wiggle around or, you know, things. We all said different things, but nobody said stomp the foot. And that's obviously the most obvious because when he did it, he kept saying, what's accessible to you right now? And his feet were right next to her Mm -hmm. feet. Um, And the he mentioned that the bones on top of your foot are like number two pencils. Yep. And so if you can stomp hard enough or if you're wearing a heel or mm-hmm. whatever oh you're God, wearing, no. yeah, is going to hurt them enough to stun them. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of react to that pain. And then you need to do the next moves in order to escape.
1: Yeah, like escape. release. You're yeah. probably going to be able to get your arms out and then you can utilize those and hopefully get away. Yeah. yeah. Or kicking, Um, I
0: think he said like a, the like a back, yeah, the shins, like yeah. a back shin slash stomp where oh, you like yeah. run your heel down their shin, shin. into uh, their foot. Uh.
1: Yeah, that would be so that part made me kind of cringe. I was like, Can you oh, I don't get cringy. Oh, cr- I love that. I, just kinda, I love it. I love <gasps> well, I picturing Hurting men. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. I daydream about it all the time. <laughs>
0: that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was just really. Great. Because I wouldn't have thought of that. Right. And so obviously that sounds so painful Mm -hmm. and And effective and effective. Exactly. Especially when I know I'm not going to be strong enough to break their arms, release on me or, you know, do or I'm not gonna be strong enough to do anything against someone. But that that is something that, you know, we can all do. Yeah. Which was really, really interesting. And then what was the second scenario where we were on the floor?
1: Yes. So what is happening when you get pinned underneath someone? Yes. And this was, I feel like a lot of people, when we had mentioned this, nobody really said it, but it really all goes back to like what happens if you are potentially being like sexually assaulted.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one definitely was scary, I think. And just kind of the mindset it puts you in when you know, cause we did it with each other. So Savannah and I were partners. So yeah. when I was on Savannah and Savannah was on me, like the mindset it puts you in is just such a real scenario and scary scenario that, you know, is so easy to be put in, even if you willingly, you know, go with someone or you're willingly already in that situation, things can change very quickly. And so I think practicing, um, the tips that he gave us were very effective Absolutely. and, you know, Savannah is, you're a lot stronger than I, um, I don't, I don't think you weigh a bunch more than I do. I really don't know, but I, I know your strength. And so the fact that I could get away from Savannah really easily, um, as if you are not that much stronger than I, Mm -hmm. I was
1: really, I was really happy. Yeah. Yeah. You did great. Thank you. It was really fun. Yeah. So basically what he was saying is if you are on your back, have your knees up. So you never have your legs straight, Yeah, never have your legs straight so that your heels are kind of close to your butt. And if someone was on top of you with like your wrist pinned next to your head, you first bridge yourself. So you basically buck your hips up, which throws them off balance. And then you, put your hands straight above your head and in doing so that also makes them off balance and then you could kind of like flip them over or get out from underneath them essentially is like what the what the move is mm-hmm. um we have some we have some videos that we'll share have a video of Me
0: on Savannah and then Savannah on me. And then one other thing, too, is when you move your arms up, because they're going to fall forward, essentially, is to move your head to the side so then Mm -hmm. they don't fall directly on your nose or your face because their weight would be falling on you, essentially. So that's why you want to tilt your hips to get them off of you. But that was that was a really that real life scenario was very effective in how he taught us because we all I think once he explained it and did it we all were kind of like okay that makes sense that makes sense and then when we tried it on each other the more we did it too Mm -hmm. was just faster and harder and easier and I mean if we've never taken a class you wouldn't really know all of those specific moves but just seeing him do it and then trying it a couple times I I felt really confident in my ability to do that yeah
1: agreed I think that was putting ourselves in both of those scenarios where those are like the two most likely things that could happen. I think for the most important things to learn, even it, just because our lesson was only an hour and a half. Yes. So we didn't have a ton of time to go into depth with so many things. But I think those two things were, were really valuable to learn.
0: Yeah. And he did kind of ask what scenarios we wanted to go over as well, um, because we had such limited time. It's typically a six class, like a six course class. So we kind of were just getting a really crash course um, situation in order to, you know, get through everything. It was pretty quick, but he did give some general recommendations. Um, We did mention one of the big ones earlier, which is making eye contact um, when you're out and being confident. (laughs) then I think so he was giving all these recommendations. And during this whole class, we're all chatting. And, you know, one, I think we were just all really excited to be there and to learn. And he goes, there is one other thing that you guys, um, you guys have actually been great at this. (laughs) It's using your voice. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh so hard. We started cracking up because pretty much he was telling us we never stopped talking no we were all very loud (laughs) we were all very loud very loud but he what he was saying was is that using your voice is a very important tool as well like in addition to the eye contact the being confident the knowing the moves and all of that um didn't he say a a statistic about that about the using your voice i don't remember was it 40 percent He was like in the 40th percentile. Oh, yeah. I think I don't think he remembered the exact
1: thing. Yeah. But yeah, in the 40th percentile, um, people are in shock and they don't um, they don't scream or anything because they just don't know what's happening. Yes. Or they don't know how to react in a proper way. Yeah. But there is one thing. So he mentioned that if you are in a situation like that and you need to yell, the best thing to yell is not help or anything like that, it's actually fire. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a situation where you need help, um, start yelling fire and that will probably get the most people's attention versus yelling help. Cause I think he said like some study was done where people won't respond to help, but they'll respond to fire so gotta love humanity yeah geez <laughs> and he was saying all those um what was the it's like what would you do there's like a show oh, called yeah. what would you I've do a lot of the TikToks. and it's like what would people do in a situation where if they see like a kid being kidnapped or whatever mm-hmm. and most of the time people don't do anything mm-hmm. and it is wild so make yourself known yell fire to yell if you can't remember to yell fire you know just yeah just Just use your voice. Yeah, Yeah.
0: definitely. And then we also went over some of the items that girls... Some of the girls said that they like to use. I forgot who it was, but she was like, oh, I like to put my keys in my knuckles Mm -hmm. like when walking. And he highly did not recommend that for many reasons. Putting your keys in your knuckles, you know, you have a bunch of other things in your hand when you're doing that. The moment you have impact, they're gonna move around. Mm -hmm. The keys that are in your hands are gonna hurt your hand. So you're almost hurting yourself more and not able to give as much power. So
1: um, we talked about keys, pepper spray. He also does not recommend. Yeah, because even if you spray, like basically what he was saying is It's good to have all these things if you know how to use them properly and have practice. That was like the biggest thing.
0: And not even just knowing how to use it properly, but also confident in your ability to use it in such a... Crazy, right. scary, fearful situation. Exactly. Because if you're not good under pressure and you're going to fumble the pepper spray and accidentally, like if you know you're not going to be the person to keep a calm state of mind, grab mm-hmm. the pepper spray, point it in the right direction and you're going to be freaking out, yeah. then they're going to overpower you very quickly.
1: Yeah. And he even said like, if, you're, if the wind blows a certain way, the mm-hmm. pepper spray can spray right into your face. And then I mentioned to him that I have a knife. He goes, he goes. Do you know how to use it? Uh, no. Is it immediate? No. So I'm gonna have to practice. But um, yeah. So I was kind of surprised by those things. He did and mention. Tasers. Oh yeah, tasers too. He basically said like, if you have all this stuff in the bottom of your purse, like, what use is it going to be if somebody comes and attacks you? Which is why I think what we're doing and like the martial arts aspect and everything is the most important because you're literally just using your body mm-hmm. and what's available to you at all times, which is the most valuable thing that you can have your is for weapon
0: a hundred percent yeah but he did recommend one tool that is the kubaton i don't know if i'm saying that right kubaton i i don't know i wasn't saying dojo right but <laughs> so the kubaton is something that you can actually get on amazon it's K-U-B-A-T-O-N, I believe. And it's just a something that goes on your keys and you grip it and it has like little grippy um, areas and it's pointy. So you can use it to, you know, hit someone in anywhere, like in their leg repeatedly, in their eye, yeah. in their face, in their ear, wherever. And um, is that right, Kubaton? I think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm going to buy one literally right now. I'm going to buy, we one buy one today. Yeah. I'm down. And we can post the link on our stories oh, so everyone wow. can get a Kubaton. Maybe we should get Kubaton merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. Like, imagine we just yeah. start selling
1: Kubaton. <laughs> with our logo on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That
0: is crazy. But uh, yeah, I feel like that was pretty much our whole experience with it. Ten out of ten recommend Laguna Beach Dojo. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I am definitely interested in doing the course and if we can't find enough people to take the six week with us I honestly am kind of considering just taking the martial arts classes yeah
1: I don't blame you I'm the kind of the same I'm
0: in the same boat I really am so interested I call my mom to tell her and she was so excited for me but she always wants me to do boxing for some reason. She's like well what about you do kickboxing instead and I'm like mom Martial arts is your whole body. Yeah. Like, I want to do something that's my whole body. You know, like, obviously, kickboxing sounds great too. But also, I just loved the vibe there. I loved him as an instructor. It's super close to my house. So I think overall, if I am to do a class like that, like, overall, I just felt a lot of comfortability there. So it would definitely be there.
1: Yeah. I think my mom was pretty excited that I was doing this too. My mom is very very paranoid she's constantly which is not healthy sending me videos about people getting kidnapped and trafficked and all of this stuff which obviously it's good to have awareness and things but it could be a little out of control but I think she will be happy that I am doing this because the more you know you know for sure and I asked him at the end I was like Jeff what is like your main if you had advice to give to women out there about self-defense and everything like what is your what would you say to them and he said, knowing something is better than knowing nothing. Like the whole reason for these classes is to, you know, arm yourself with knowledge essentially. So even if you did one class, who knows that one class could save your life one day. So that was his kind of main takeaway. But what was your main takeaway from this experience? Ooh.
0: Well, before I say that, I was just kind respond, of gonna respond to that because oh. I think when he said that, I, I definitely resonated with it because obviously a six week course Sounds great. And we're super excited for it right now. And, you know, who knows when we look at our schedules if it's going to actually happen. But having this one 90 minute class, I already felt so much better mm-hmm. and just more knowledgeable about how to use my body in certain situations and where my strength can be and you know what can help and what cannot help because there's so much information everywhere but until you're physically doing it and practicing it on a mat you know you being physically on top of mm-hmm. me was a different scenario than me watching it or me someone telling me um, you know what I could do so right. i think even though... And he kept saying, you know, it's a pretty... 90 minutes. He can only show us so many things in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I definitely could see how it could be six a six-week class. But um, when he said that, I'm like, I 100% agree because I've always wanted to do it. And just this very short amount of time. And we didn't even do it for the whole 90 minutes because we had to warm up too. So, you know, maybe it was yeah like 70 minutes. But yeah. it was very, very helpful. Yeah. Very um, helpful and informative. But my main takeaway... Oh, that's a hard one. I really don't know. Don't you want me to I, go first? And yeah, then you, you go first. You think about it. I feel like I have so many great things to yeah. say about it, but you go first. Yeah.
1: So we kind of already touched on one of these points, but just like diving deeper, and the most, the biggest point for me is he mentioned that people, you know, don't react properly when faced in these situations, and a lot of the time that people are in these situations in the wor- real world is the first time that they're experiencing something like that. So the first time, you know, being attacked or under that sort of pressure. So being, going to these lessons and learning more and actively putting yourself in the situations where someone's behind you or hurting you or anything like that prepares you to react more instinctively when Mm -hmm. you're put in the real life situation. So I think that was my biggest takeaway is that's not really something I ever thought about And I think that is probably the most valuable thing that I learned is that the more you go and the more you put yourself in these situations, the more prepared you're going to be when it happens. And you can react in a like, you know, the most um, I don't know the word for it, but you can react in a way that'll save your life.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the girls, too, or some of the girls said you know, we all kind of knew how we are, you know, ourselves. Some of the girls said, oh, I'm that person to be scared. I'm that person to look at my phone. I'm that person to do X, Y, Z. And so a couple of us weren't like, I'm not, I'm, I'm very aware of my surroundings. I can mm-hmm. make eye contact, etc." One of the other girls was like, oh, I'm aggressive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some people were like, oh, if I was in that situation, I would thrash yeah, around I would, and I would, fight. I would see red and yeah. blah, blah, blah.
0: And so, you know how you are. And so not everybody is going to see red and be that person. And so... To the people who, you know, say, oh, no, I am like the scared one or I'm one to freeze or I look scared or, you know, I'm on my phone because I don't want to make eye contact with people. This is perfect because you want to put yourself in these situations as uncomfortable as it may make you. Mm -hmm. That is what's going to help you become the person to not be afraid to make eye contact and to not be, you know, act like scared in every scenario. Right. So, I mean, I think it could benefit people. Whether you're on either side of the spectrum, for sure.
1: Even the girls, though, that said that they would see red and do all those things, though. But you just don't know if that's how you're actually going to react. That's how you hope you would react. Correct. But at the end of the day, like you're not gonna know until you're in that situation, and you could be, you could freeze after all, and you could be
0: doing things that aren't effective. Yeah, Because, you know, throwing, wailing your arms around, Mm -hmm. et cetera, may or may not get you away. But if you, you know, are in the scenarios and you know how to use your body and where to hit, et cetera, then you are going to be more effective to potentially get away.
1: Yeah. And even we went over scenarios where like if you're getting attacked from behind and you're being lifted up, like we went over that. Mm -hmm. We talked about the ineffectiveness of headbutting if Mm -hmm. they are behind you Mm -hmm. and how that's actually not... Advised in those yeah. situations, it can cause more harm to yourself than good. Um, so yeah, there, honestly, it's just so many things. I'm sure I can yeah. go on. Yeah, there's so much stuff. Well, that we I thought learned. of my biggest tech- takeaway. Okay, what is it? Um, I think one thing
0: for me is because I'm so small, I'm always just so worried that I think I mentioned it in the class. You know, people just like scoop me up and. <laughs> Steal me away. Yeah. Now that anybody wants me, they'll bring me back real oh quick. God. They'll bring me back <laughs> real quick. Trust no. me. Um, I would want to steal you I'm so just myself. kidding. myself. Um, sick joke. But I think the biggest takeaway was just how it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, tall, big, small, short, skinny, whatever it is. Totally. It's the like moves and how you do it mm-hmm. and how you like remain in the situation, which I think gives me more confidence because. Being smaller or maybe not as strong as people, I know that there are ways and things that I can do to still overpower people who are bigger than me, um, which is very empowering because you know you don't want to think like I mean not that I ever thought like I can't do anything because I know that I'd be having some fight, but now right. I have effective fight in effective me. Fight effective fight is the fight. keyword. Yes. yes. So yeah, that was huge for me, and I think. He was just really open to discussing all things, which was great in like yeah. different scenarios. And we absolutely loved it. Agreed. Let's Yay. go back. Let's go back. Let's go sign up for the six week course. Let's do it. I'm in. Perfect. Well, anything else? No, I think that's it for the episode. You know, we finally did something for the podcast. That's true. What was the yeah. last thing we did? Oh, the psychic.
1: Yeah, we did. The okay. Psychic.
0: We're doing things. Yeah. What are we doing next? I don't know. We should draw things up in the hat. Yeah, we should. That would be super fun. But let us know if there's anything that you want us to do. Yes. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. I find it super interesting. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions in the Spotify, can't you ask questions there? I can. You're mm-hmm. in charge of that? Yep. Put them in there mm-hmm. so we can answer them or maybe he can answer them. I'm actually having him email me all his services and everything so I can sign up for classes. Yeah, we can shout him out on the gram. For that sure. way you
1: can go sign up for yourself.
0: Yes. Well, Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Follow us on at We Do It For the Podcast, on Instagram and TikTok. Our camera also didn't work last time, so And today there was a little bit of a like, oh, way there. <laughs> I can't, I can't going on and off. Okay, great. Yeah. So, you know,
1: no no TikToks coming. But. Well, I think I recorded most of it, but it was a little fidgety today. So, we're we're going to see. We're, we're going to see. see. You never really know. It keeps us on our toes here at yeah, it the podcast. Yeah. It's just so fun. We love technology. We are
0: going to share the videos though on our story. Yeah. Um maybe like Wednesday afternoon after this episode releases.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.